With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Hello, it is Ryan. And we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. It's time for today's Lucky Land Horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say. Your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Welcome back to another round of The Fifth Down. My name is Mitch Hill. Alongside with me is Bennett Hughes. Bennett, how are you doing today? Doing good, Mitch. Doing good. Morale is a little bit higher uh, after this recent weekend compared to uh, the prior weekend. So, no complaints. It's always nice when you can bounce back against um, a Power 5 team and just absolutely house them 38-7. to I mean, not a bad look for Mizzou. Not not a bad look at all. Obviously, we'll get into it here, but you know we don't know exactly how good West Virginia is. New coach, a lot of transfers out, um, new players um, on both sides of the ball. But yeah, always great to to get a, a bounce back win against a Power Five team, and that's something that Mizzou in the last couple of years has just been kind of our staple. Um, when we've got things going on, um, we're able to to rebound and um, overall good win. Yeah, a good win for sure, and also, you know, first home game of the season, brand new stadium, which looked awesome, by the way. I know you weren't there, but whenever you do get up here this year, it, the stadium looked really cool, I thought. Yeah, I saw it. My, my dad was at the game. He sent me a couple pics, and just looking at it on social media, it looked incredible, and I saw the video of when we come out of the out of the gates now. That so looked, cool. That looked incredible. Um, and I was just going to say, too, it, it – Watching watching the video of us coming out, it looked like the game was already over. It looked like we had the right mentality. We were ready to come out and, and do what we do. So um, good good to see that response from just a devastating loss the week before. 
Yeah, right response is the right way to look at it. Barry Odom, obviously, his team doesn't quit on him ever, as we've seen throughout his tenure at Mizzou, because start slow, but then finish the season strong every single year. But Mizzou against West Virginia came out fast and kept going, really until the fourth quarter whenever they took Kelly out. So, Yeah, no, great to see. Again, one of those things where we don't know exactly how good West Virginia is. I mean, they, right. it, they didn't really have any offense until the fourth quarter. Um, get, they got the transfer quarterback, Austin Kendall there. Um, numbers not, not exactly great. Um, mm-hmm. 15, 25, a buck 37, a, a touchdown and two picks. Um, I think the biggest thing that I just looking at the numbers and everything and, and watching the game, um, we were able to get some, you know, get some heat on them, the defensive line, which is mm-hmm. something that has been a huge question mark, um, you know, off the Wyoming game and going into the season. Yeah, whether it was the D-line getting pressure or a blitz and or anything like that, I thought Mizzou's defense really stepped up. And so I think that's a really good place to actually start for this game. Nick Bolton, hello. Welcome to everyone knowing your name now. Yes, welcome, Nicholas. Um, I remember hearing Kale Garrett SEC media days uh, raving about this guy saying, Hey, my, my partner in crime this season is going to be Nick Bolton. You'll, you'll soon find out who he is. And sure enough, um, he shows up in a big way in the box score and just on the field. Pick six, two picks, two tackles for loss for loss. I think he put himself in at least conversation to be SEC defense player of the, of the week. And that's never a bad thing to do. Definitely. And just, just looking at him on film, he looks massive for a linebacker. Mm-hmm. Um, definitely SEC size there. And um, always good to, to have a guy that can, you know, dynamic guy back there to, to couple alongside Kale. Um, we've had a good run of linebackers here recently, and maybe he'll be the next guy, next man up. Yeah, it was, it was good to see him kind of step up. And Kale Garrett is solid as ever. I thought – the one thing that I thought Mizzou didn't have going for them sometimes is there were some penalties that probably didn't need to happen on defense, so some holding or anything like that, special teams penalties as well. But for the most part, a relatively clean game by Mizzou, and last week it was talked about how you have to force takeaways for victories, and Mizzou certainly did that with three interceptions. Yes, great to see, and Looking back to the to the Wyoming game, even though we don't want to do it, just breaking down the film, our our D secondary um, and the linebackers looked lost um, on several mm-hmm. big plays that Wyoming ran, and um, just just taking a look. I mean, West Virginia hardly had any plays over over ten yards, so great to get that area cleaned up. Yeah, it was good. I thought the safeties were in better places this game versus Wyoming. Like you said, those big plays that Wyoming busted. The safeties were nowhere to be found. Some people were kind of lined up on top of each other and everything. But it looked like, as weird as it sounds, it looks like losing to Wyoming might have actually helped in the long run. Now the team's a little bit more focused. Room for or There's no room for error. And so in a weird way, this is the ultimate spin zone. Maybe it was actually not a ter- horrible loss. You may be right. You may be right. Dare I say this feels like the fall of 2014 when Mizzou mm-hmm. laid an egg um, against Indiana um, in the first home game and then rallied. Um, I think everyone discounted them, and Matty Mock led us to the SEC championship game. I mean, 
at this point in time, I mean, we really haven't gotten into conference play yet, but all of your goals are still on the table, um, barring the mm-hmm. whole announcement on the bowl game. But, um, you know, the, st- the season is not lost. Um, obviously a huge blemish with that, with that Wyoming L, but, um, you know, still, still a lot to play for. And, you know, we'll get to it here in a little bit, but some of these other teams in the East have, have had some big injuries that could definitely impact us um, down the road. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so like you said earlier, we don't know how good West Virginia is. They have a new coach, new quarterback. However, we do know that they are in the Big 12. So they're at least, you're playing against Power 5 athletes, Power 5 recruits. So all in all, while West Virginia might be the worst team in Big 12 this year, Kansas might have something to say, with that, say about that. But still, it's not, it's not for nothing that you just house them 38-7. to I mean, it, that is a big win. Um, coming off that Wyoming loss. And so it looks like Barry's got the guys bought in again. Exactly. Um, and, hey, the spread was 14, and we demolished that. So that's always always a plus there, too. That's never a bad thing, absolutely. Um, a little bit about on the offensive side, Larry Roundtree. It was good to see him again um, after a lackluster Wyoming game that I think everyone was well aware of. 18 carries, 99 yards, got a touchdown. So it was good to see him kind of back on track because a lot of people were expecting something from him at Wyoming, and we just never got it. Definitely. Definitely good to see Larry Three Sticks come back and, and have a solid game. Something that I really like to see, too, is uh, mixing in a little Dawson Downing, uh, mm-hmm. a guy that is a little bit different size compared to, to like, Beatty. Um, I guess you'd, you'd say Beatty's the second stringer, but just, an, you know, He's just a different he, – he brings a different element than Roundtree and Beatty. He's a big guy, you know, for those Chiefs fans mm-hmm. out there. He's kind of like our Anthony Sherman. Um, he's yes. just a bowling ball. And it can block as well. And so getting him in the mix I think is good to see. And I, and I think something that I that I think would, would be beneficial more in the future, um, a complaint that I had for us in the Wyoming game is once we got down in the, in the red zone, I, I get Roundtree had the fumble, but – Given the ball to Beatty on the one or two, he's more of a scat back type guy. You need mm-hmm. to have the big, you know, the big guys down there getting the ball. Um, and Downing, right. I think, is a guy that I think he's got sure hands, and I think a guy that could earn red zone touches as we go forward in the season. Yeah, and Downing, whenever he runs, you always see how much energy he has when he runs. He's always looking to bring the hit to someone, so it's really nice to see that. So. Um, yeah, the running game looked good again. Kelly looked really good. He looked great against Wyoming minus the fumble and the interception, but he had a really clean game against, um, against West Virginia this week. He didn't have, you know, 400 yards again, but he had 150 yards and three touchdowns and all in all, he made some really good reads, really good throws. The touchdown pass to Albert O in the South end zone, that corner pass or whatever he threw there, that was a really good throw. And that's kind of that pro arm that people want to see out of him definitely he overall just looked very dynamic and confident poised obviously we know with him coming from Clemson playing in some huge games playoff there's really no stage it's going to be too bright for him and just through two games already I think we I think he's been as as advertised um really shown that he can command the offense and and lead us down the field I really don't think that we're going to struggle to put points on anybody um this year um with the exception of maybe georgia on the road but 
you know, I, I think Mizzou fans can be encouraged by what they've seen um, from him through the first two games. I think um, putting points on the board is something that's interesting because we talked about before the season that this wasn't going to be that high-flying offense, that high-scoring offense, just with a different quarterback and everything like that. But we might have been wrong about that. This offense seems like they're clicking on all cylinders, and they like to score Definitely, some and it's a balanced attack as well. It's not you know pass-heavy, run-heavy. It's it's a really a mix of both, and also having a guy like Kelly Bryant that can can break tackles and scramble around and, and give the defensive secondary fits. Um, just another wrinkle mm-hmm. that we haven't had in a long time. Yeah, so all in all, like we said, really great game from Mizzou. You had you executed on all three phases. You had some special teams errors that I'm not necessarily a huge fan of. You had some you had some holding, you had some just bad some bad things going on in special teams. But Tucker McCann, for what it's worth, the couple times he was called on to punt. He's got a boot. He does. Um, he does. And, and I think just overall with special teams, we've hit on it every single episode. Um, you can get away with that type of thing in a 38-7 in a to 7 game against a, a lackluster West Virginia game. But those errors mm-hmm. and those mental mistakes, you know, those compound. And they will, they will be exposed in the games that count most against the best competition. Um, and so got to get those tightened up. Um, taking a look at, I think, at, at – McCann's punt average I think it was like is it 35 for the game is what I saw it was like 35 but he had a 51 yard yeah no he definitely has a boot um the only thing that I see just looking out like next year I I don't really I'm not too familiar just being completely honest with who what our depth chart is on on the kicking side of the ball but getting somebody else Mm -hmm. who's who's an underclassman getting him experience because I it's kind of tough to ask McCann to do both, right? You know, kick the field goals and, and right. punt as well. Um, and kick off with Jay. That is, that is something that he's excelled at this year. Kick, kicking out of the end zone. He's I mean, really good at that. that was, there were several times last year um, and just in years prior where didn't kick it out of the end zone and led to led a big return. So good to see that. But I would like to see them give somebody else a shot at punting this year. I mean, at the end of the day, if McCann is the mm-hmm. best you have, put him out there. But he's going to graduate next year, and that that is a huge question mark um, going into next year. Um, Especially given it's a little shaky. Anyway. It's exactly. Like the special teams are. Yeah. Exactly. So in, it'll be interesting to see how that develops as we go through the course of the season, if they give anybody else um, the opportunity. Something um, – not on special teams, on offense that happened that I thought was cool. Barrett Bannister, first career touchdown. Yeah. I was really excited about that. Yes. He's a guy that, you know, not not heavily recruited. I think Auburn gave him a look as a preferred walk-on. So, you know, he's he's got talent, um, but a little bit overlooked there. I think he went to the same high school as Taylor Powell, um, Fayetteville. Mm-hmm. Um, and a guy that it just looks like he's got great hands, and I think he's just got a great – football mind he's always in 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 the right spots um had a couple big catches Mm -hmm. in wyoming um you know could he be like the next tj mo possession receiver for us that comes up with the clutch clutch grabs right i was joking with someone before the game i was like all bear banister does is he catches first downs it's really what he does and finally got a touchdown but whenever we needed a first down he just goes to the sticks and sits there yeah no, I mean, does exactly what you want. Good fundamental player. Um, I think you'll continue to see him get get reps. Um, so, yeah, overall, really clean game. I like to see it. A little quiet game from Jonathan Nance, but then again, 
we weren't really, you know, lighting it up with yardage in the air. But um, he had a couple, didn't go his way and everything. But I really like this group of receivers. I like what Knox is doing. I like Johnson, JJ a lot. I just think overall there's a lot of talent on this offense, and as they play together more, it's just going to show more. Exactly. Um, and I think the biggest thing that, that we can gain momentum from this game is is the tackles for loss or are the tackles for loss and the sacks that were generated. Um, mm-hmm. You would think that would continue against SEMO um, this upcoming weekend. Um, but, right. but, you know, doing it against a Power 5 team um, is definitely encouraging. And we're, we're going to need that um, if we're going to, you know, have a great season. So keep it going. Yeah, I want to – yeah, I want to touch on a couple other things that happened in college football since we're just kind of, you know, wrapping it up, putting a nice little bow on week two. All right, yeah, it's week two since we don't count week zero, but Kentucky lost their quarterback for the year. Terry Wilson is going to be out the rest of the season. He tore his patellar tendon. So Kentucky's down. They're starting QB, so another team in the East just got a little weaker probably. Yes, we saw that. That that news came out today. And then Jake Bentley for South Carolina, um, they announced that he's having surgery on his left foot. And so he didn't actually start this last weekend. They had, I believe his name is Ryan Halinski started. Um, but mm-hmm. they were thinking Bentley yep. would would be out for four to six weeks. And they just announced today that, that he's done for the year. So they're going with, with, the, with the freshman quarterback. So – um, that's two teams in the East, two teams that I think that are projected to go to a bowl game, teams that have given Mizzou trouble the last couple of years, mm-hmm. um, yeah. you know, too soon. But, you know, definitely an opportunity for us to, to go in and, and, and make a mark. Yeah, and then um, something else that happened that was just, I mean, this can't be good if you're, an, um, if you're a Tennessee volunteer. I mean, 0-2. Lost to BYU now. What's going oh on? Oh my gosh! I was and I I like an hour or two ago. I was they had that replay on ESPNU and I was watching the end of that. ESPN, the film. you know, they have that. Yeah, it just crushing film. That's 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 all I do on on Sunday. Big football guy. Um, but no, ESPN. If you if you ever track games on their phone on your phone, they've got the you know the the score predictor. Or, you know the percentage chance to win. Mm-hmm. Tennessee, Tennessee, with 40 seconds to go, is at 99.9% chance to win the game. BYU's quarterback got knocked out of the game. They had a true freshman in. They show his mom on the sidelines, like, praying because he almost threw a pick six and almost got his head knocked off. He somehow throws a 50-yard just strike behind the Tennessee defense. They've got no timeouts left. Get into field goal range. Go to overtime pull off the dub in Rocky Top. I mean, how does that happen? How does a school like Tennessee where this was Jeremy Pruitt, he's year two there, this was supposed to kind of be their bounce back year and everything like that. How is that? How did, how do they have the athletes year in and year out of the good recruiting classes and everything? And this is the product they constantly show. I mean, I thought Pruitt would be the right guy for them and everything, but it's looking, it's early, it's year two and everything, but really, really rough start, I would say. It it does not it does not look good in Knoxville right now, and just as you said, they consistently get top ten classes in there. I saw they didn't have a single guy drafted in the NFL this last year. Obviously, that boils down to coaching. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, you see Pruitt on the sidelines; he is just chewing his players all game. It's like you know, doesn't seem like he can keep himself collected over there. 
Um, I mean, we're not even in conference play yet, too. So morale is is definitely low for them. Absolutely, yeah. Morale is a little low for them, for sure. Um, uh, elsewhere in the conference, LSU picked up a huge win for the SEC after lackluster week one. LSU to go into Texas and beat them. I, I know they only won by seven, but to beat them, they really, I thought, won by more than that. It's not as close as the score really shows, but that was a huge win for the SEC. And LSU might have a quarterback. They might. They might. And But, hey, I, I thought Texas was back, Sam Ellinger. Right. But, uh, what's up with that? But, no. Um, we've talked about it before on this show. Joe Burrow is the real deal. Um, got him as a, as a transfer from Ohio state. Um, kid is tough as nails. I mean, we'll take shots all day and just keep coming back. Um, he can get it on the ground as well. Um, if this is the first time, I mean, dare I say Jamarcus Russell, great college quarterback, not so much in the NFL, but right. this is the first time LSU's had a guy, you know, a dog at the quarterback position in, in a long time. So I even saw Herb Street saying he's got them in his top. He, he could, you can make an argument they're number one in the country right now over Alabama just given who they've played. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's crazy. I just don't really I – don't, I don't know. It's going to be weird because LSU has to beat Bama always, but the one question mark, like you were saying, is it's always been their quarterback. And so now – they have the defense. They always have the defense. And now they look like they got a guy that can play on Sundays. And so they're they're going to be a really fun team to watch the rest of the way. But in the West, they might they might give Bama a little bit of a run for their money, I think. They could. They could. And, hey, Bama did not cover the, <laughs> the, the 55-point spread. I know. So. <laughs> I can't believe that. Saban's probably losing some sleep over that. Right. No um, kidding. But – and. Uh, I was just going to say another another game that I that was pretty wild. If you watch it, was that Nebraska Colorado game? Yes. Talk about other other fan bases that uh, expectations are are a little bit higher than reality. Mm-hmm. Uh, Nebraska up seventeen zero in that game, and Colorado comes storming back and uh, basically, you know, played in. It was a Nebraska home game in Boulder. Uh, they somehow come back and win that game. Hate to see it for the Nubs. Yeah, shocking that Nebraska, after being four and eight last year, ends up you know ranked this year, and they don't win a game like at Colorado that they probably should. In all reality, being a ranked team, but hey, that's why preseason rankings aren't always the greatest thing in the world. No, um, and and Washington went down as well. A little Pac twelve after dark. Pac-12, mm, oh yeah, like late night. It got rain delayed, yeah. Yeah, it was it was like going to like three or four a.m. like Central Time, um, California with the stunner uh, taking them down, and that was a team that people thought you know could win the Pac-12 this year. So definitely interesting development there. Former, yeah, they had the former Georgia quarterback Eason there too in Washington. Um, another game, A and M. I feel bad for A and M. I do. They I have it just. <laughs> they're so they're gonna end up with like four or five losses this season. That's just because their schedule is incredibly difficult. Yeah, I mean the SEC West is is an absolute beast, uh, and and then when you go and play the the defending national champions on the road, that that's never ideal. Yeah, they ended up they they looked kind of asleep for most of that game. I'm not sure how much of it you got to watch, but I watched it after the Mizzou game. 
they looked like they were asleep for a little bit in the fourth quarter. They started to wake up, but it was just a little too late, I guess. But, yeah. Hey. Yeah, I mean, it is what it is. That's a that's a it. Clemson's the best team in college football. I think. I don't think you can argue that at this point. No, I don't think so either. Trevor Trevor Lawrence looks like a cyborg out there. So. Oh yeah, and then and then you have uh, Michigan. They, Michigan survived a little bit of a scare at home. We we talked about that game last week. Army, you do not want to play Army. You just no. you just don't. Talk about a lose lose game. Um, I forget their coach's name, but he's been there for three or four years now. They hadn't beat mm-hmm. Navy in like forever. They've gotten back to back wins over them. Um, you know, there's been people that have projected them in a New Year's Six Bowl this year. They have they've got a solid program and you know, oh yeah. They just not a team that you want to play. They almost go into the big house and, and take down the fighting Harbaugh's. And then you have um you have for all the turmoil around USC with their coach and everything like that, they absolutely dismantled Stanford forty-five to twenty. That new quarterback looks like he might be pretty good there. Finally, yeah, something that you know USC JT Daniels goes down for the year, and you're thinking, holy cow, mm-hmm. USC has been down for so long, and I mean, what's going to happen with this? And that's a that's a great bounce back dub for them. Um, I think something that a lot of people didn't didn't project. So uh, yeah, Pac twelve man, it's uh, it's uh, the wild wild west. Yeah, they're, the Pac twelve is a little bit. They're they might be a lost cause for the playoffs this year. Who knows? But um, and hey, and they're fun to watch. Exactly. Sometimes. And hey, we we can't forget about uh, Coastal Carolina. Shocking the nation uh, there in Lawrence, Kansas, pulling out a 12-7 victory over the uh, the Kansas Jayhawks. How about that? Just an absolute barn burner. Ba- barn burner. Um, and I I did see, too, um, KU shelled out $600,000 um, for, for Coastal yes. Carolina. Um, I believe, are they the Blue Hens or the Gamecocks? Mm-hmm. Uh, something like that, um, you know. KU Athletics paid them 600k to come in and, and beat them on their home turf. How about that? I love listening or I love finding those stats because it's actually just kind of funny because it's like, man, you just paid for their basically like a lot of their expenses for the year and then they just came and beat you. That just isn't the greatest. Yeah, slope. that'll uh, that'll <laughs> add to the old endowment for Coastal Carolina. You think Les Miles like had to like look that team up and be like, who the heck is this and what? Why am I playing them? And then also, why am I losing? Yeah, today? it's their first ever win against a Power 5 team. So, <laughs> I mean, yeah, I guess there, there's got to be an asterisk next to that because Kansas really hasn't been doing a bunch of winning lately. No, I mean, I, I don't know the direct stat, but I believe I believe our Tigers have more Big 12 wins since we've joined the SEC than, than they do. So, not a, <laughs> not, a, not a good look there. So, not great. Yeah, so... Just a little bit. So it was a fun weekend in college football. I thought some good games, high-scoring games and everything like that, some things to watch out for. Um, we won't be previewing the SEMO game or anything like that, but I do want to say this. Game day is going to Iowa. It's going to Ames, Iowa for Iowa, Iowa State. How, How about, about that? that? And, and I mean, if you if you watched uh, if you watched the Cyclones week one, it, they were about 10 seconds away from that not happening. Uh, they almost had a meltdown of their own against – the uh, the Panthers of Northern Iowa on their home turf, but 
Good for them. Um, I've actually got a, a couple buddies from from high school that went there, and I know that they are they're psyched. First time that's ever been up there, so should be should be a good game. And you know, in in a week where, where the slate is a little bit less than it was this week, uh, that Iowa State Iowa that should be that should be a good one. Yeah. So all in all, nice nice that the uh, sky is no longer falling from Mizzou football. There's obviously a lot of work to do still, no matter what. But for the most part, they righted the ship a little bit. I think they've got some people to buy back in again. I'm I'm excited to see what this new stadium looks like under the lights too, because it's a six thirty game next week. But all in all, I think there was a pretty good. I thought that I thought the crowd was fine. I thought the crowd was loud and they brought a lot of energy. Obviously, you would like it to be a full sellout and everything like that, but for the most part, after losing to Wyoming, I thought the atmosphere was a pretty good one at Mizzou. Yeah, I believe the attendance announced was, what, 51, 52,000. You had the Stanley yeah. Cup come through. Um, overall, you know, solid, solid atmosphere. You never know. Could be could be selling the place out late in the season. Um, just got to keep it rolling, as Barry Odom says, and um, – Onward mm-hmm. and upward, right? We're we're on to SEMO. We're on to SEMO, exactly. So any any final things you want to say about West Virginia or the game that passed or anything like that before we get out of here? I would say, you know, just uh, just echoing what we said earlier, um, we got we got guys in, in the locker room post Wyoming, you know, shedding tears, crying. Um, I mean that was just a, a, a devastating loss. Um, and for us to come back out and, and have that mentality and, and really just do work against a power five team. I mean, good to see. Yeah, it was good to see for sure. I thought offense looked good defense. They needed to look like that. They really did. They really needed to look like that. Cause I didn't, that was not a good look against Wyoming at all, but they rebounded. Um, also beers, uh, beer was being sold at Mizzou games and, I haven't seen any negative stories from that. So have you seen anything? I have not. Um, unfortunately, I did not get to partake because I was in the – I did. Uh, jealous. Very jealous. Um, yeah. I think I'll get my shot um, the Troy game. So looking forward to that. But, um, yeah. hey, what a concept. Beer at college games. Who would have thought? It's great. And, yeah, it seemed like – Seems like there are no issues. Now we'll wait and see if there was anything. We know, we don't know about we'll extracurricular or something like that. But uh, right, exactly. So yeah, that kind of does it for this week. We'll um, we'll be back next week to recap the SEMO game. We're gonna try to have a guest next week. I'm working on that. Um, so yeah, we're gonna try to have some guests to recap games for you and everything like that. But um, until then, you can follow Bennett. Where Bennett? Where can they find you on Twitter? Hughes underscore you are daddy. Um, didn't get any feedback on the Benny one sticks. So I think you changed uh, You know what? Uh, would love to see some, some comments or some re- reviews from the uh, award-winning listeners. Um, you know, any feedback on that, but um, for at least the next, the next week of college football. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so, uh, you can follow me on Twitter. I am at mhill underscore. And then also, we we have about three podcasts a week coming for you on Rock and Nation now. Fifth down, Sam and Matt are normally doing one, but I think it's just Sam this week. Then we have before the box score with Nate Edwards. Um, so we're trying to get you as much podcast content as possible. Always go to rockandnation.com to look at all of our latest work. 
and be sure to follow Rockham Nation on Twitter. And if you're a Facebook person, go ahead and like like that Facebook page. There's some great conversation in those comments. Woof. I love sitting back and watching those. But anyways, until next week, thanks for tuning in.